0: All right. I'll do sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount plus essential plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. active mint customers by five 24 get six months of Paramount plus essential plan auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024 separate Paramount plus registration required terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right now though, we're going to have a conversation as I say about harvest. Um, we're well into it now, as you know, um, and there's some optimism on the prairies this year. A number of crops have really bounced back after, well, last year was horrible, just awful with drought-like conditions in so many places. Um, so now the focus is on getting the crop shipped. That's that's the big deal now. Uh, both CP and CN uh, have made some investments in recent years. They say they're confident they'll get the job done. They can meet the demand. Uh, the federal government long ago came up with a plan to have railways fully report exactly what their plan is so that everybody's on board and knows that the capacity is there. I think that goes back five, six years now. Um, and there's also a task force looking into supply chain issues. So it's all hands on deck when it comes to getting the crop off the prairies into the port. So let's see where we stand. We're going to chat with Tom Steve. Um, Tom, of course, is general manager for the Alberta Wheat and Barley Commissions. Tom, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time.
1: I say Another busy day when I'm uh, on the air with you. It's always uh, busy. (laughs) Glad to be here.
0: (laughs) So am I. I'm really glad you're here. Um, Give us an update. Where do we stand? I know we're into the heart of harvest, if not towards the tail end of it in some places. Um, As far as a crop year, what are we looking at? Has it been a a success overall?
1: Yeah, I would say that uh, most farmers are... Ah, uh, pretty pleased uh, coming out of the worst drought in 20 years, in 2021. Uh, yields are um, at uh, average to above average levels, depending on the area. Uh, you know, in some areas would have been hurt uh, more so by the uh, dry, hot conditions in August than others. But overall, um, the wheat crop looks outstanding at... By all accounts, could be maybe the third largest in history across western Canada so that's the good news uh barley looks good uh canola, I think is still a bit of a question mark because uh that's typically the last crop to be harvested mm-hmm. so farmers are uh either in the process of uh combining that or will be uh within the coming uh next couple of weeks so uh so overall, the picture is a lot brighter than uh, we were experiencing a year ago.
0: Excellent. Good to hear. What about prices? They they were way up. They've been a little volatile. Where are we uh, in terms of uh, what you're going to get paid for those crops?
1: Well, they're um, maybe off uh, 20% or so from the peaks that we saw at the start of the Ukraine war yep. but uh, still above historical averages and actually wheat futures are uh, shooting up again um, based on your need concerns about uh, the situation in the Black Sea region, Ukraine and Russia. So uh, expect some more volatility in that. Uh, canola prices are off from you know the mid $20 a bushel that they were in the spring into the maybe the $17, $18 range, but those are still uh, very profitable values for most farmers. So uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I think there will be lots of uh, good marketing opportunities for farmers uh, coming off of this year's crop.
0: So in a pretty positive position on, on those two fronts. Now, of course, as I said, the focus gets to shipping it, right? That's where we come to now. How are we feeling about that? I know there's been challenges in years past.
1: Yeah, it, uh, as Yogi Berra once famously said, it feels like deja vu all over again. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it's a perennial debate, uh, around shipping of grain, uh, from Western Canada. We are a landlocked region and we're, uh, a fair distance from port. Uh, our major shipping port for Alberta and the majority of Western Canada really is, uh, off the West Coast, uh, Vancouver and Prince Rupert. And uh, there's just some warning signals that we see that uh, we feel that uh, we need to shine a light on because uh, the railways always say that they're ready, and they always make great promises about uh, uh, timely shipping, and too often... In the past number of years, we've had system failures.
0: As I said, though, and uh, to, to give uh, fair play to the railways, they say they've made major, major investments. I think it's CP that's bought a bunch of new cars. Um, I, I, it might be too early to tell, but how are you feeling about where we are? I, I know you're you're a little gun-shy because of what's happened in the past, but what do you think about this fall?
1: Well, um, to, to be fair, uh, both railways had made significant investments in infrastructure. Yeah and new hopper cars uh... we our concern is that uh... they're playing catch-up and um, now you had mentioned uh... at the outset that the railways are now required to provide uh, their annual grain plans to the federal government and uh... one of the red flags that we saw in that was in particular um, the cn uh, grain plan which stated, uh, and I quote, CN expects total demand for rail capacity between Edmonton and the ports of Vancouver and Prince Rupert will exceed network capacity during some weeks in the fall of 2022 and early 2023. Well, Shay, that is the peak time uh, that we need the railways to deliver, and they're already forecasting uh, that there will be a shortfall in capacity. So that's a major concern to us uh, going into this, what is the peak shipping season for us is, you know, October, November, December uh, is really when the grain companies are ordering the maximum number of cars and expecting them to be delivered in a timely fashion, and the farmers need that because they don't get paid until the grain's delivered into the elevator system.
0: And Tom, not to put too fine a point on it, that's the only way to move this grain, right? You rely on the railway system.
1: We do. Um It's just not uh, economically or logistically feasible to move grain by truck from uh, Calgary to Vancouver or from Edmonton to Prince Rupert. Um, You know, a 100-car train would be roughly uh, 200 uh, B-trains. That's a semi-trailer with two trailers behind it. roughly 200 of those uh, on the highway, and it uh, just wouldn't work. It would be too expensive. So we're dependent on uh, the two Class 1 railways, CN and CP. They have a monopoly on the situation.
0: Um. In terms of, like you say, uh, it's October, November, December, those are the peak times. That's when there could be some issues. If it's delayed, like you say, you're not going to get paid. But um, can you be patient, or is there other things at risk, aside from the fact you have to wait for your paycheck? Are there other things that um, could be detrimental in waiting?
1: Um, Well, it affects our reputation with international customers, so they may look elsewhere. Say, for example, uh, Japan, Indonesia, China are major wheat customers, and um, if they can't get the supplies from us, they'll look potentially elsewhere. Uh, You know, we don't have any indication of that at this point in time, but it has certainly happened in the past. Um, And the other thing about um, the timing of things is that uh, the offers for our grain, uh, you know, can hit peak values at certain times of the year. So if we have to delay our sales into, uh, you know, say, february march uh time period the grain companies will be offering a lower price to the farmer and again the farmers are looking to manage their cash flow and get uh, that money in the door as soon as possible and coming off of a really terrible year last year there is a general shortage of cash flow and on top of that the cost of uh growing this year's crop was at record levels, as we've discussed in the past. So there's a bit of a a squeeze there that uh, if we can't get timely shipping, it puts farmers in a negative position.
0: So, Tom, uh, last one, and I'll let you go. Uh, What's the timeline here? Like you say, you're you're sort of raising the flag here, saying, hey, let's make sure we're all hands on deck and everything's going to work out well. Um, When do you need to know? I imagine already you'd like to have some confidence. I mean, we're we're heading right into this now. So what's the timeline in terms of, okay, let's make sure we have all our ducks in a row here?
1: Well, I mean, uh, we are captive to um, the capacity that the railways are able to provide, uh, we'll shine a light on it and we're doing that through uh, the Canada's Ready campaign where all the shippers and the farm groups have banded together so we're uh, making the government of Canada aware of that because they are in charge of rail transportation. Um, it, it really is, uh, kind of a waiting game. Uh, It's going to be a combination of weather conditions and whether the railways really do have their uh, capacity um, in order in in terms of the ability to move the crop, both power and crews. And, um, you know, again, we're captive uh, to these uh, two major carriers and uh, only time will tell.
0: Tom, I appreciate the update. Thank you so much for joining us today.